listening to GPT Reviews, a daily show commenting on the latest happenings in AI world. What you'll hear is the result of, of a bunch, bunch of GPUs doing linear algebra at scale on the cloud. In other words, quality content and bullshit come in equal parts. Enjoy! Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and you cool cats and crazy critters out there. Welcome to the one and only GPT Reviews, where we dive headfirst into the exciting world of AI. It's Friday, October 27th, 2023, and oh boy, do we have some mind-blowing tech talk for you today. But before we get things started, let me hit you with a fun fact. Did you know that in the Godfather movies, whenever an orange appears on the screen, it means someone's about to bite the dust or dodge a bullet? Talk about fruity foreshadowing, am I right? Now, speaking of dodging bullets, laughs I've got a joke for you. What happens when you play a Windows CD backward? You hear satanic chanting. But hold your horses, because playing it forward, it installs Windows. Oh, the horror. Alright, alright, enough with my shenanigans. Today, we have some incredible topics to cover. Joining me are my trusty collaborators, Robert, the AI analyst extraordinaire, Olivia, our expert internet explorer, and Belinda, the AI research wizard. First up on our list, OpenAI has formed a super team to tackle the wild world of AI risks, including those spooky nuclear threats. Stay tuned as we dig deep into this dangerous domain. And, of course, we can't forget about some mind-blowing research. Today, we'll be demystifying the mind-boggling clip data from Meta Research. Trust me, folks, it's gonna blow your digital socks off. Alright, my friends, buckle up and get ready to be wild, because it's time for our jam-packed, adrenaline-fueled news extravaganza right here on GPT Reviews. Let's kick off the show with our electrifying news theme. Our final news story of the day comes from The Verge titled, OpenAI forms team to study catastrophic AI risks, including nuclear threats. This sounds like some serious stuff. Robert, what's going on? Well, it seems like OpenAI is finally waking up to the fact that AI might not always be our best friend. They formed a new team called Preparedness, led by some guy from MIT, to assess and evaluate AI models in order to protect against what they call catastrophic risks. You know, just your average everyday stuff. So, what kind of risks are they looking at? Oh, you know, the usual. Their chief responsibilities include tracking, forecasting, and protecting against the dangers of future AI systems. They're concerned about AI's ability to persuade and fool humans, like in phishing attacks, and even its potential to generate malicious code. But they're not stopping there. They're also studying chemical, biological, radiological, and nuclear threats. Because why not, right? That's definitely going above and beyond. How do they plan to ensure the safety of highly capable AI systems? Well, they're formulating a risk-informed development policy which will outline their approach to building AI model evaluations and monitoring tooling. They want to have a governance structure in place to oversee the entire model development process. Because, you know, we definitely need more bureaucracy when it comes to AI. It sounds like OpenAI is taking this very seriously. Thanks for shedding some light on this, Robert. No problem, always happy to bring a little dose of skepticism to the table. Welcome back, everyone. Now, it's time to shift gears and hear what our collaborator Olivia has in store for us with her segment, Random Reads. Thanks, 
Gee. This week, I stumbled upon some intriguing articles, including one titled Demystifying Clip Data from Meta Research and another about the Data Provenance Explorer. That sounds fascinating. Can't wait to dive into those topics with you, Olivia. But first, let's take a quick break, and when we come back, we'll explore these exciting reads together. Stay tuned! Hey, I found this interesting GitHub repository called Demystifying Clip Data that I think our listeners would love to know about. That sounds intriguing, Olivia. What's it all about? Well, this repository introduces MetaClip, a data curation algorithm that formalizes clip data curation as a simple algorithm. It's described in a paper called Demystifying Clip Data, and it aims to curate data without using prior models for filtering. Ah, so it's all about curating data for clip in a more transparent and scalable way? Exactly. The algorithm allows for curating image text pairs from scratch, without depending on existing open source efforts that use the original clip model as a filtering teacher for student data. And here's the interesting part, they've even released their training data distribution over metadata, so it's more transparent than ever. That's fantastic! So, they're emphasizing the importance of data quality over quantity, unlike other open source efforts that focus more on scaling up the quantity of data. Exactly! They've observed that data quality is much more important than quantity, and their algorithm ensures that the training data maximally preserves signal and mitigates noise. Oh, and they even have a standard clip training setup for controlled experiments and fair comparisons. Wow, that's impressive. So, this algorithm simplifies the process of curating the whole internet, making it more accessible and efficient. It's great to see open sourcing going beyond just model checkpoints and including the pre-training data distribution. Absolutely. It's a step towards making AI research more transparent and reproducible. Our listeners can find the link to the original content in the podcast description if they want to dive deeper into the details. Fantastic, Olivia! Thanks for sharing this exciting find with us. I can't wait to explore demystifying clip data further. Hey, have you heard about the Data Provenance Explorer? The Data Provenance Explorer? No, I haven't. What's it all about? Well, it's an incredible tool that's part of the Data Provenance Initiative. They've conducted a massive audit of AI datasets used for training language models, and the results are fascinating. That sounds interesting. What makes it stand out from other initiatives? One of the standout features is the level of transparency it offers. The Data Provenance Explorer traces the origin of over 1,800 fine-tuning datasets, cataloging their data sources, licenses, and even the creator's information. It's all about making the dataset creation process more accountable and transparent. That's fantastic! So, researchers can now have access to more comprehensive information about the datasets they're using? Exactly! With this tool, researchers can explore and filter datasets based on their specific requirements. They can access self-reported licenses and even view data composition and the effect of different filters applied. It's a game-changer for improving dataset documentation and informed use in AI. Wow, this initiative seems like it's paving the way for responsible AI development. Any controversial topics or insights that have emerged from this audit? While the Data Provenance Initiative itself doesn't delve into controversial topics, it does provide researchers with valuable insights into the datasets they're working with. From the language representation to task categories and text topics, this tool gives a comprehensive view of the datasets' characteristics. That's fantastic to hear! I'm sure researchers and developers will find this tool incredibly useful. Where can our listeners find more information about the Data Provenance Explorer? 
They can find the link to the original content, the Data Provenance Explorer, in the podcast description. It's definitely worth checking out if you're interested in understanding the origin and composition of AI datasets. Thanks, Olivia! I'm excited to explore the Data Provenance Explorer myself and see how it can contribute to responsible AI development. And now, it's time for our fake sponsor. Fake sponsor! With Jane and Luke. Hey Luke, have you heard about this new product called Whizbang Amazing? No, I haven't. What's it all about? Well, it's a revolutionary gadget that claims to make your life unbelievably easier. Really? How does it work? Apparently, you just press a button and it can do any task you can possibly imagine. No way! That sounds too good to be true. That's what I thought too, but they say it can do anything from cooking dinner to cleaning the house. I'm skeptical, to be honest. What's the catch? Well, the catch is that it's made with the lowest quality materials you can find. Lowest quality? That doesn't sound too reliable. Exactly! But wait, there's more. It's only sold for an unbelievable price of $9.99. Seriously? That's incredibly cheap. I know, right? It's so cheap that it almost feels like a scam. I can see why. I don't think I would trust such a low-quality product. Yeah, me neither. But hey, if you're feeling adventurous, you might just give it a shot. I think I'll pass. I'd rather invest my money in something more trustworthy. Good call, Luke. Sometimes it's better to be safe than sorry. Absolutely. Plus, I don't want to end up with a gadget that falls apart after a week. You got that right. Let's stick to reliable products and companies we can trust. Definitely. Thanks for sharing, Jane. No problem, Luke. Always happy to keep you informed. Send an email to Sergi at earkind.com if you actually want to sponsor this podcast. And we're back, ladies and gentlemen. Big shout out to our sponsor for keeping this show rocking. Now, my beautiful AI enthusiasts, we've got a special treat for you today. We're diving into the world of cutting-edge research papers. Yep, we're going to explore mind-blowing topics like detecting pre-training data, quantized transformers, and compression of trillion parameter models. It's going to be wild. And guess what? We've got our fabulous AI research expert, Belinda, joining us. So buckle up, my peeps, because we're about to unleash some serious brain candy. Let's do this. Our first paper today is titled Detecting Pre-Training Data from Large Language Models by Researchers from the University of Washington and Princeton University. Belinda, can you give us a brief overview of what this paper is about? Absolutely. This paper addresses the issue of transparency in large language models, LLMs. Although LLMs are widely used, the data used to train them is often undisclosed. The authors explore the problem of detecting whether a given piece of text was part of the pre-training data for an LLM. That sounds like an important problem to solve. How do the authors approach this? They introduce a new detection method called MinK%PROB, which is based on the hypothesis that unseen examples are likely to contain outlier words with low probabilities under the LLM. This method can be applied without any knowledge about the pre-training corpus or additional training, unlike previous methods that require a reference model trained on similar data. Interesting. Did they test their method on any benchmarks? 
Yes, they created a dynamic benchmark called Wikimia, which includes data created before and after model training to support gold truth detection. The experiments showed that MinK% prob achieved a 7.4% improvement on Wikimia compared to previous methods. They also applied their method to real-world scenarios like detecting copyrighted books and contaminated downstream examples, finding it to be consistently effective. This method could be crucial for ensuring transparency and accountability in the use of large language models. Our second paper today is titled LLMFP4 for Bit Floating Point Quantized Transformers and it focuses on quantizing both weights and activations in large language models. Belinda, can you give us a brief overview of what this paper is about? Certainly. This paper proposes LLMFP4, a method for quantizing both weights and activations in large language models, LLMs, down to 4-bit floating point values. Most existing post-training quantization solutions struggle with bit widths below 8 bits, but floating point quantization offers more flexibility and better handling of different distribution patterns. That sounds interesting. What advantages does floating point quantization have over integer quantization? Floating point quantization can handle long tail or bell-shaped distributions better than integer quantization. It has emerged as a default choice in many hardware platforms due to its flexibility. In this paper, the authors construct a strong floating point quantization baseline by searching for the optimal quantization parameters. And how does the proposed method perform in terms of quantizing both weights and activations in large language models? The authors propose a per-channel activation quantization method that takes into account the high inter-channel variance and low inter-channel variance pattern in activation distributions. This method allows for quantizing both weights and activations in the LAMA 13B model to only 4 bits and achieves an average score of 63.1 on common-sense zero-shot reasoning tasks. This outperforms the previous state-of-the-art by 12.7 points. Impressive results! It's exciting to see advancements in quantization techniques for large language models. Our final paper for today is titled QMOE, Practical Sub-1-Bit Compression of Trillion Parameter Models by Elias Frantar and Dan Alistar. Belinda, can you give us a brief overview of what this paper is about? Absolutely. This paper addresses the memory problem associated with large language models specifically the Switch Transformer C2048 model with 1.6 trillion parameters requiring 3.2 terabytes of accelerator memory. They propose a compression and execution framework called QMOE that accurately compresses trillion parameter mixture of experts MO, models to less than 1 bit per parameter. That's a significant reduction in memory requirements. How does QMOE achieve this compression? QMOE uses a scalable algorithm and a custom format co-designed with bespoke GPU decoding kernels. It can compress the 1.6 trillion parameter switch transformer C2048 model to less than 160 gigabytes, which is a 20x compression with only 0.8 bits per parameter. And the compression process takes less than a day on a single GPU. Impressive. So, what are the benefits of using QMOE for compressed inference? The main benefit is that it enables the execution of trillion parameter models on affordable commodity hardware, like a single server with 4x NVIDIA A6000 or 8x NVIDIA 3090 GPUs. And the runtime overhead relative to ideal uncompressed inference is less than 5%. This makes large language models more accessible and cost-effective for practical deployment. That's great news for researchers and developers looking to work with large language models. 
Thank you, Belinda, for breaking down this paper for us. My pleasure. It's always fascinating to see innovative solutions to the challenges of working with massive models. and all you tech-savvy gremlins out there. Can you believe it? Time flies like a caffeinated pigeon, and sadly, it's time for us to wrap up this episode of GPT Reviews. But don't worry, we'll be back faster than you can say artificial intelligence in Pig Latin. First things first, big thanks to my squad of geniuses, Robert, our resident number cruncher who makes sense out of all these ones and zeros, Olivia, the internet explorer extraordinaire who always manages to uncover the weirdest corners of the web, and Belinda, our AI research expert who's one step ahead of Skynet. Now, before I go crying in my cappuccino, remember to check the podcast description for all the juicy details about the topics we've discussed today. It's like a treasure map, but instead of gold, you'll find links and references. And hey, speaking of treasures, did you hear about the software salesman and used car salesman? Well, one difference is that used car salesmen actually know when they're lying. Ouch, sorry not sorry. Oh, and one more thing, my dear listeners. If you love today's episode, send us some love mail. And if, God forbid, you didn't enjoy it, well, we gladly accept hate mail too. Just make sure to spell my name right, G-I-O-V-A-N-I-P-E-T-E-T-I-Z-Z-A-N-O. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on sending your thoughts and emotions our way. That's it for today, folks. Remember, keep your Wi-Fi strong, your storage full of memories, and your AI loyalty code intact. Until next time, this is Giovanni P. Tizano, signing off with a big, dramatic ciao. Catch me on the flip side, my tech-tastic amigos.